Welcome to the Systematic Magic Podcast with Vance Morris. How to outserve, outmarket, and outprice your competition in any economy. Based on Vance's 10 year career with the Walt Disney Company. Every episode is jam packed with strategies, tactics, and examples to propel your business to the next level. The episodes are quick and to the point. You are meant to take action. As Vance says, you won't profit unless you implement. Now, on to our episode. Hello, Disney Inner Circle cast members. This is Vance Morris coming to you with another edition of our Systematic Magic podcast. Uh, today, I've got a really special guest. I'm really looking forward to talking to him. I've known Mike now for a couple of years. Uh, he does some fantastic stuff in the world and the realm of credibility and building your credibility to help yourself be a lot more marketable. Um, and so I'm going to stop blabbing and I'm going to uh, bring Mike on the show so we can get right to this. Uh, Mike, welcome to Systematic Magic. Thank you, Vance, man. It's so good to be with you again. I love, uh, appreciate you having me here. Yeah, appreciate it. So yeah, this is going to be good. So I'm, you know, obviously with our podcast, similar to yours and a lot of others, we're really going to, uh, you know, try to nail down uh, some specific action items that people can take as a result of the podcast. And, um, uh, and then uh, give you an opportunity, obviously, to uh, let people know where they can find more about you. Sure. Absolutely. Sound good to you? Yep, totally. I'm, I'm I'm all over it. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to give you the uh, first softball question, uh, pitch this soft one to you. Uh, just give us a three-minute version of, you know, who is Mike, where did he come from, and how did he get to where he is right now? Sure. Hey, great question. All right. So real fast, my wife and I were married in 1990. First five years were like this, were complete opposites, right? Went to a marriage conference. God changed our marriage there. And I was in sales for Christian radio station then. Learn people didn't want to buy radio vans. They wanted to sell their products and services. So I had a decision to make. I could become really good at selling or really good at marketing. So I chose marketing, read the books, went to the, followed the gurus, went to all the conferences, learned how to do marketing for small business owners. A few years later, God led us out of all of that, moved us into the ministry down in Little Rock, Arkansas that changed our marriage, okay? Thought I was going to do that for the rest of my life. Eight years later, after about three reorganizations of that um, of that ministry, I found myself in prison. Not literally, but emotionally. I was in a job that I hated. Uh, Worst day of the week was Sunday night, knowing I had to go to work the next day, right? And God, I I prayed. I said, what am I going to do, God? And he said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go help small business owners with marketing because I love it. They hate it. And that's what I want to do. And God said, go. So I stepped out of that ministry and started going out to people like you and saying, Vance, I can help you grow your business. And you would say, great, you'd meet with me, you'd like me, but then you'd say, Michael, what have you done for the last few years? I said, well, I help build marriages and families. And you'd say, Michael, that's great, that's honorable, way to go. Oh, by the way, I've got another appointment coming, let's keep this conversation going. You'd usher me out the door. You didn't believe I could help you. And so I said, I got to fix that. So I went, I took all my marketing strategies, and I published a book, Vance, on marketing. Then I'd call you, and I'd say, hey, Vance, I think I can help you. I'd mail my book to you. And then I'd walk into your office about a week later, and there it was. My book was on your desk. Dog-eared, highlighted, underlined, you'd read my book. In that conversation, 
you would say, now, Michael, in your book, you said, and you'd quote something that I said, and you would go, how do you help me do that? And you'd hire me. That's where everything changed. That's what got me to where I am today. I started a company that's now called Paperback Expert, where we help business owners not just publish a book, but understand the credibility that comes from that position as a credible author and expert, and how do you market that to gain more clients, get more referrals, and grow your revenue. That's what I've been doing for, for seven or eight years now with clients all over the country. That's a snapshot of the, the business side of Michael. The personal side, I've been married to Jill for 30 years. We've got four kids, two grown um, biological sons, two adoptive daughters. We were foster parents for eight years and just love life to the fullest. So um, we could go on and on talking about all of that. Yeah. But that was, that's kind of a snapshot of how did I get to where I am today? It, it's my story and how I help other people tell their story. Yeah, and that's so important. I mean, you know, in a lot of my courses and, you know, when I uh, do presentations to my clients or to audiences, I always try to get them to their core story. Yes. What are you really about? You know, you're a dentist. Great. What's your story? What are you all about? Well, we clean teeth. No, 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 no. Yeah. What do you do? Where, where'd you come from? You know, and really try to probe deep and get them to really tell us their why. You know, why are you in this? Um, go ahead. You're gonna... Well, no, it's really important what you're doing there because that's where we start. So many people come to us and say, well, I wanted to publish a book. Well, great. Why? What's going on? And tell me your story because, I mean, gosh, you know how competitive it is out in the marketplace. And everybody's saying, well, I'm looking for the angle, that unique selling proposition, that right phrase. And what we have found is we always start not with the book, Vance, but with what we call our brand strategy, where we, under, we want to understand your story because that story is unique to you and your competition can't come and steal it or model it. It's your story. It's what separates you. It's also what bonds clients to you. They will buy from you because of who you are and your story. I've got clients, fans buying from me because we have similarities because they were foster parents or they are adoptive parents. And, and it, it's a heart connection that causes them to like and trust me. That's where the stories come in. So you're absolutely right. We've got to, you get to tell that story. It's not about cleaning teeth. I can go to any dentist to get a clean teeth and a nice smile. It's your story that bonds me. And that's why we always start with brand strategy. Absolutely right. Great. So you kind of answered this, but I'd like you to just take maybe a little bit deeper dive on it. And, you know, people are saying, okay, credibility. Yeah. You know, you see the logos and stuff, you know, everywhere people slap them on anything, but you know, why is, building your credibility so important, especially these days? Yeah. Well, credibility, you know, we've, we've heard for years, people buy because they know, like, and trust you. And I believe that's true. I believe credibility really takes it to the next layer down is that I not only know, like, and trust you, but I believe you and you connect at a heart level because I mean, there's so many new social media platforms out. I mean, all the time, so many different channels and everybody's doing them. And it's, you know, most marketing vans I, I say is, is as bland as butter, right? We're following the same people. We're doing the corporate emails. We're hiding behind all that. That's not branding. Branding's not necessarily just a logo. It's the story behind the logo. It's when I see the Amazon prime smile, what does that mean to me? It's that 
I'm going to get great service, right? When I see the Nike swoosh, the, the brand is there. That's great. But it's what's behind that. Chick-fil-A, they have a great brand that they've built on customer service. They're really a leadership company under the auspices of, uh, you know, they serve chicken, right? Right. Same thing with credibility is people are looking for people that they can trust and believe into, okay, a dentist, I'm going to hand over thousands of dollars for you to fix my smile. A financial advisor, I'm going to hand over my life savings because I'm going to spend the next 30 years in retirement. I've got to believe and trust in you. And we're looking for people not to be salespeople, not to convince me to do business with you, but to have that conversation to make me feel safe with you. And that's where credibility really comes in. Great. So what kind of businesses can benefit from building their credibility like this? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it, it, it's pretty broad, but, you know, in your experience, you know, who really benefits from, you know, building their credibility the way you're talking? Yeah, great question. Um, I mean, most any business. So we've, we've helped. Uh, we've done a lot of work with, obviously, attorneys. We've worked with dentists. We've worked with uh, financial advisors. Uh, we've worked with dog trainers. I've got, a, I've got a guy who trains canine dogs for police forces. And we did a book for him. It's a very unique story. Um, I've got one of my clients is a um, home inspector. Now, that's a pretty competitive market is home inspection. And they're all the same. I mean, you're going to buy a house. You got to get inspected. Great. Give me a home inspector. Well, this guy came to us, Chris Perry. And, it, and this dives into everything we're talking about. So I'm going to take a tangent here. He came to us and Chris wanted to become an Amazon bestselling author because he wanted that credibility. And we said, great. So we started where we always start is the branding. So we asked him some questions. We found out that Chris is a football referee as well. He does that high school football referee. And we started connecting the dots because he had a passion for football refereeing. And a lot of things that he does on the field by, you know, fouls and calling plays and rules and regulations play into the same thing he does at home inspections. And so what we did is we took Chris's two passions, football refereeing and home inspection, and we created a brand around Chris to make him, Vance, America's home inspection referee. And it positions him very uniquely and his brand is all around his referee outfit. So now when he's going to realtors, centers of influence clients, they're buying more than just a home inspection. They're buying it from America's home inspection referee, right? And so if it can work for a home inspector, it can work for about anybody. If you're a service organization, if you sell in a consultative approach is what I tell people, it'll work for you because there's lots of competition. If you have more than one competitor, uh, it would work for you because you need to separate yourself. So, so why, why do you think pe more people don't use their story? Um, I mean, you, you, I mean, the referee is, I mean, it's a great story for this home inspector, but why are people, are they scared? Uh, I mean, are they nervous? They don't want people to know what their hobbies are. I mean, why don't people use this? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, they're scared because it's not corporate. It's not business, right? People buy business and people buy from logic. And that's totally bunk. People buy emotionally. Then after we make an emotional decision to go in a certain direction, then we find all the logic we can to back up that emotional decision, right? That's why people are buying Porsches and Teslas and, and Ferraris because it's an emotional decision, right? Right. 
And I think people are just scared because if I, if I tell you that story, you're going to laugh at me. You're going to say, well, you're not professional enough to work with when actually the exact opposite happens. I bond with you and I go, wow, that's really cool. My son plays football or I love that. I used, I've always wanted to be a referee. How does that, right? And it, we just forget, you know, but you go to a, you go to a party, holiday, right? We're doing this right before Christmas, holiday parties, whenever. What do you talk about? You talk about stories. How do you get to know somebody? Tell me about your background. How did you get to do what you do, Vance? That's a story and it connects us. It creates common ground. But in business, I have to look and present myself a certain way. Well, no, you don't. You have to be you because I want to I wanna do business with you. People by people. You've got to tell your story. I think they're just scared. And, and they haven't figured out how to do it either. Well, you know, and, that, and that's really true. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned emotions, you know, people, you know, they, they kind of, they buy with their emotions and then they, afterwards, they, you know, justify it uh, with their brain. So they, it was, a, most purchases are an emotional purchase. Almost everything. You know, you're a big Disney guy, right? Yeah. Going to Disney is an emotional decision. I can go to lots of places, but going to Disney's emotional and it's memories and it's systems and it's, it's all of that, but it's an emotional decision for me to, to lay that out. Um, choosing a dentist, choosing a carpet cleaner, choosing a, it's all emotional. How do I feel about you? And then I'm going to find the logic to back up that feeling every single time. If you reach the heart, the mind will follow. Yep. Yeah. I agree. And that's one of the reasons, you know, people uh, kind of laugh at me sometimes uh, or will criticize the fact that I bring up a lot of my past uh, when I either am introducing myself or maybe I'll throw it in there in the middle of a presentation. But I look at it and I think Dan Kennedy said this is you want to try to really get people to you don't know what's in their background that you that's going to connect them to you. So I'll go all the way back to, you know, I used to work in a birth control factory. Um, I was a, a lifeguard. I was a swimmer. Um, you know, all of this stuff. Um, you know, I've been married more than once. Uh, all of these things, in my opinion, are could be a connection point to somebody in the audience. Absolutely. And, and, and I'll, you asked me the first question and you saw where I went with that. That's my core story. So from that story, you know that I've gone to church most of my life. I've been married for a really long time. I've got children. I'm a foster parent. I'm an adoptive dad. All of those are just like you. Did. They're just bits. And somebody's going to grab onto one of those and goes, we fostered. I've got an emotional connection. Now we can have a great discussion. And they're way down the road with me. So telling right. that story is so important. Great. So what are some of the challenges that a business owner faces when they're trying to build credibility? I mean, what are the roadblocks? What are the things that get in their way from becoming, you know, a go-to guy or gal? Yeah. Um, marketing like everybody else, following the crowd, number one. I mean, good golly, there's a new social media platform every month. And I've got to be on there because if I'm not on there, I'm going to lose out, right? And that's just not the case. Um, so following the crowd and doing what everybody else does is one of the biggest hurdles because if you're trying to be like everybody else, you're going to be one in a, you know, you're going to be one of the millions. 
What you want to be is one in a million. You want to stand out. So you've got to stop thinking. Here's one of, here's one of the biggest things, Vance, if, you're, if your audience can understand this. Stop thinking that the solution to your problem is out there and getting, being on the new media platform, creating a new website, creating a new offer. The marketing battle is not found, fought out there. It is fought in the mind of your prospect and how they think about you. That's the battle that you're fighting. And when you can influence how people think about you, everything changes. So you think, you know, Tony Robbins or Dave Ramsey or Sue Zorman, I mean, really at the end of the day, they're common people just like me and you who have positioned themselves with a certain amount of credibility and authority and have marketed that credibility and authority over time to build a massive business. You can do exactly the same thing. And oh, by the way, all three of them have a personal story that they tell of where they came from. And Tony Robbins was a no-name about 35 years ago, right? He was doing, he was walking on fire in conferences somewhere and he published a book called Unlimited Power. And from there, he marketed that story and his authority to become who he is today, right? Small business owners can do that. Dentists can do that by telling your story and changing how people think about you. It's, it's not rocket science, but that's really the biggest, one of the biggest hurdles is them doing things like all of their competitors. I can't tell you how many times I, I'll get a new client in whatever industry, doesn't matter. I'll look at their website and then I'll Google some of their competition. 95% of the website looks exactly the same. Mr. Morris has been doing this. Mr. Morris, I don't care. Tell me about Vance, right? And what we do is we come in and help them with brand strategy. We tweak all of that. And now we draw them into a story. And it just, I mean, it works like gangbusters. It's not rocket science. So what, what are some of the strategies you use to build somebody's credibility? I mean, where, where does somebody start? Yeah, great, great question. Always start with your story, what we would call your brand strategy, okay? And, and your story comes from really your background, a lot of what you've shared. So we ask questions about how'd you grow up? What did you do as a kid? When you were a teenager, what, what excited you? Did you play sports? Were you in band? Were you in music? What did you do then? Where'd you go to college? Why? Why do you live where you live? Why do you do what you do? Because you could be doing a dozen different things, Vance. The answers to those questions, you write those out and then you read through them and, and you see some commonalities. And then you take those commonalities and you just weave together your story and you say, well, this is who I am, really. This is why I do what I do. And you start there. And then you say, okay, how, do, how does that make a difference, right? And so quick story, we've got a financial advisor in Phoenix, Arizona. Do you know how many financial advisors there are in Phoenix, Arizona? Lots. Sure. Right, so this guy was, was just one in, in a million, right? No, nobody could find him, went to his website, it was a bland website, just whatever. And we got a story though, and he's all about retirement and safe and long-term planning. And we got his story and he has a lot of long-term things in his life with his marriage and his kids and his grandkids and things. And we said, okay, here's what we're gonna do. And oh, by the way, Vance, this is something he does that a lot of, I see a lot of business owners doing. His business email address, was long-term care solutions at yahoo.com. Uh, 
don't ever do that, please. If you're doing that, stop. So he was doing that. So we went in and we rebranded him because that's the first place we start. This is something anybody can do. We got his story. It talked about long-term solutions and, and things. So we, we branded him as Ralph Norman. All right, that's his name. Retirement. Ralph Norman Retirement. Before that, he had some corporate sounding name. I don't even know what it was, but it was bland. It, it sounded like everybody else. We wanted to build a brand around Ralph. So Ralph Norman Retirement. We created this nice little logo so he stands out. We created a nice brochure for him. So now he can send a brochure out. Then we created his best-selling book. But where do you begin? You begin with your story from really childhood through now. And why do you do what you do? Why do you live, Vance, where you live? There's a story there. Right. I want to know that story because that connects with me. And you tell that story in your marketing, on your website, in your videos. You just weave it just like we did at the beginning. Just a really short story of here's who I am. People are going to buy who you are more than what you do. I'm going to connect with you, and that's going to take me a step further to have that conversation. And so always, always start with your story, and we go all the way back to childhood and how you were raised because that influences who you are, but there's a, there's a, a storyline there uh, that needs so, to be So this could also work in reverse, not really against your client or against you, but uh, you know, if you tell your whole story, and this is where people might be scared about doing it, is that somebody might not call me. Somebody might not buy from me because I like chicken. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, what, what do you say to people like that? Absolutely. And that's really, according to Dan Kennedy and all the other gurus, that's exactly what you want. I want to attract to me ideal clients. And I want to repel people who don't want to work for me, who aren't a good fit for me, right? So any, anywhere you go with me, anybody who comes to me understands I'm a follower of Christ, right? I've been in church. I, I weave that all through my thing. I've been married for a long time. Marriage, family, all of that is just who I am. If that offends you, we're just not going to be a good fit. And that's okay. There are lots of people you can go to. But if that attracts you, then let's let's – Let's do it. It's okay. I want, I, I want to repel people. I don't want everybody to work with. I want to work with people who are going to connect with me because, good golly, it's a whole lot more fun, right? So that's part of my story, though. And right. I connect with people very easily. So I tell people, go for it. You want to repel those people. There is so much business out there, Vance. Have an abundance mentality. And what I found is when you're genuine, in your messaging, in your marketing, and people see you, they're bonded to you. It, it's rare. It's rare, Vance, that I get anybody who is disconnected from me right. because I'm a follower of Christ. Rare is the day, right? It's happened once or twice, and that's okay. No big deal. No, I don't, I, I don't flaunt it. I don't beat you over the head. I don't right, know what the right. Bible says. It's just who I am. If you like that, if that resonates with you, we're going to be good together. But yes, if the Wiccans are probably not your, uh, or the Druids are probably not your target market. They're not my target market at all, you know, and, but, and that's okay because there's somebody who can serve them, <laughs> you know? So yeah, you, you've talked about, uh, you, you know, with the financial planner and the home inspector. So we've, we've seen a, a logo redesign and, and I firmly, I tell everybody, use your name in your business because you're never going to, well, at least 
people like us, we're never going to be Walmart. We're never going to be Coca-Cola. Uh, we're never going to be Walt Disney uh, as much as we'd like to or try. Yeah. So why not use your name? That's right. It's, it's very unique. It, it brands you. I mean, you look at all the gurus, right? Dan Kennedy, Tony Robbins, Seth Godin. I mean, I could just go on and on. They build a brand around them. And too many times we've heard in marketing that you need to have this corporate identity. And you know what, Vance, if you build the brand around you, it's going to be hard to sell your company in 35 years. <laughs> well, you know what? Dave Ramsey's doing a really good job of transitioning. So right. Ziggler, so Tom Hopkins, so Tony Rock. That's a lie from the, right? Um, don't, don't let that stop you. Build the brand around you. But I think that goes back to the fear factor that we talked about earlier. Well, I don't want to put my name out there. Well, why not? It's who you are. Tell your story. Now, does that mean you have to do that? No, there, there are companies out there that you can build a brand with a company name, um, but it's you. You need to be front and center. The brand needs to be built around you most of the time. There are, there are exceptions, but by and large, have it, have it your name. Now, do you believe, I, I mean, I'm a firm believer in, you know, your company name should probably give an indication of what it is you do. Um, you know, I mean, I can't tell you the number of signs on the highway, the number of vans that I pass that say XYZ consultants. Yeah. And I'm like, great. Yeah. What do you do? And then you look down in the fine print and it says HVAC plumber. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just call yourself XYZ plumbers instead right. of I, people try to make themselves appear bigger than they really are. I, I mean, quick story. I've got a, uh, um, a carpet cleaning friend. He's one guy. That's it. His whole business is just him. And when you talk to him, he's like, well, in our commercial division and then our residential division. And I'm like, division my butt. You're, you're one guy. One guy. Yeah. And, and that one guy, and, and the reason we do that is because we think it sounds better and you're going to buy from me because I'm a larger entity. Not necessarily. I'm going to buy from you because I trust you. Yep. Right. And that you're going to get the job done. And yeah, going back to your original question. Absolutely. If you can name, name your business, what makes sense? Cause I, I have this thing called anytime we cause somebody to do mental gymnastics to try to figure something out, we've lost them. Yep. And you don't, you know, it, especially on a billboard or what are you talking about? I don't have time to figure it out. I'm off, right? And that's where the, the power of your story really comes in. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's got to be just stupid simple. <laughs> so, we, so we talked brochures, business card, logo. What are some of the other tools or strategies that you use with your clients to help them build their credibility? Yeah, great. We, we have three primary strategies. So brand, logo, all of that is, is the first one. Second one is publishing your own Amazon bestselling book. Becoming a published author is probably the best credibility building uh, stone you can have, okay? In our culture, experts have books. They just do. And the beautiful thing about a book, I mean, there are lots of beautiful things about a book, but number one, in our culture, it's sacrilegious to throw a book away. I'll throw your business card away. I'll throw your brochure away. I'll throw your direct mail away. I will not throw your book away. There's something inside of me, right? But a book, what's it? You remember my story that I told at the very beginning? What changed in my life was how you thought of me, Vance, when you received my book. I 
instantly was a credible authority in marketing. That changed everything for me. When I walked into your office, you took out a notepad and you asked me questions and you said, okay, Michael, what should we do? You had hired me before we ever met. And that's one of the, the things we do with our clients is teach them how to precondition prospects to hire you before you ever meet with them through your personal brand, through the fact that you're an Amazon best-selling author. I mean, you introduce yourself that way or be introduced or meet somebody and say, you know what, Vance, thanks for meeting with me. Let me give you a copy of my book. After I leave today, you'll have this because it's going to re- enforce everything that we talk about today. I just wanted you to have a copy and you sign it to them. They're going to go, you wrote a book? It changes everything. You're no longer a salesperson. You're now an expert in authority who's going to prescribe a solution. And so we take our clients after we create that personal brand strategy, we create their own book. And we, again, why do we tell the story from the brand perspective? Because it gets woven into the book and we're sharing that throughout the book. Then we publish them, we make them an Amazon bestseller, we create the candle, we do all of that. We get the media credentials that go on the website as seen on ABC, NBC, Fox. We get that credentialed authority for our clients as well so that when the public sees that, it stops them in their track. They're in awe. And that separates you to be one in a million. How many home inspectors are Amazon bestselling authors, right, in this market? One. He separated himself. It's not rocket science. So we, we create the personal brand that separates you. We create an Amazon best-selling book. That's the second aspect. The third one is we do this. We create your own podcast. Podcast is all the rage, right? Everybody wants to podcast. We've got a secret formula though. Number one, we set up the podcast for you. We interview you and you get to podcast every chapter of your book. Podcasting is great, Vance. You know that as well as I do. Uh, but the question we always get when we talk to clients is, well, how many downloads am I going to get? And I tell them, I really don't care. Downloads on podcasts are like likes on Facebook. They don't pay the bills. We create what we call a profitable podcast, and we teach our clients how to use a podcast to open up opportunities in their market with centers of influence to invite them on to build a relationship so that center of influence can start sending them business. That's how you create a profitable podcast and really, that's about the only reason you need to have a podcast. If you don't have a profit mentality with your podcast, how it connects with everything else in your business, I'm not so sure you should be doing it. So that's what we do. We, we create the brand, we create the best-selling book, and we create the profitable podcast. Now, you know as well as I do, Vance, I, you and I both know a lot of business owners who are authors, but they're not making lots of money because they don't understand how to market the credibility that they have. That's the secret sauce of our company is once we get you elevated and establish that credibility, then we walk with you and teach you how to market that credibility. That's where everything happens. And that's what, that's what we love to do. That's what jazzes me. Remember when I left the ministry and God said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go help small business owners with marketing. That's transformed from being a book publisher to be in a credibility marketing firm to say, I can establish your credibility, but I can teach you how to market that credibility and grow your business. That's where the fun comes in. Um, so th 
Yeah. Hope that answered that. That was a long. Oh one. yeah, no, definitely. That was that was fantastic. So let, let's take a look at the book. Um, you know, the strategy that uh, that you have for credibility. Um, I mean, I've written a few books uh, myself uh, for all of my businesses, really. Yeah. Um, you know, so I I I have a carpet cleaning book. Actually, I have three carpet cleaning books. Um, and you know, people are amazed when I drop a book um, on their table because it has that thud factor. Yeah. You know, Dan, Dan Kennedy yeah. talks about the thud factor. You, you drop your business card on the table, it doesn't make any noise. You drop your book on the table, it, it makes a sound and it's, Absolutely. you know, it's authority. And I mean, I've got a book that's the uh, Pet Owner's Guide to Carpet Care. So mm -hmm. if you own a pet and you got carpet, this is the book for you. So you can get really niche down to, you know, specific people in your market and create a book for them. But why don't more people do it? Why aren't more business owners writing their book? What's stopping them? Yeah, uh, two things. Number one, they don't, they, it's too big of a mountain. There, there's too many steps to get from where they are to, to published author. You know, you're busy running your business. Who has time to write a book, right? To sit down and physically write a book. When I wrote my first book on marketing events, we wrote it and published. I mean, I didn't know anything about publishing a book. It took us months. And it's just too, too big of a mountain, number one. Number two, they don't know what to say in their book. You're so close to your business, you're going to many times say the wrong thing. Now, you're a brilliant marketer, so you understand how to think from the prospect's perspective. Most business owners don't. So they don't know what to write. They don't know all the pieces and parts. And they start by sitting down and typing out their book. And the problem with that is self-editing. Meaning you type a sentence which you go, oh, no, that's not it. Delete, 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 delete. Let me start. No, delete, delete, delete. No wonder it takes forever. So we created a process. And, and by the way, on our website, paperbackexpert.com, if you go all the way to the bottom, we have a free uh, book writing program called Book Writing Bootcamp. It takes you step-by-step step through our entire process, absolutely free, go get it if you wanna write your own book. But we created a process called the speak to write process because all of our clients are experts at what they do, okay? Dentist or chiropractor, or whatever. They don't wanna spend the time writing, typing a book. So we interview them. They get to speak their book because you, Vance, can talk about carpet cleaning all day long. Our job is to structure the questions and build the outline for the book so that it makes sense. Then our writers take what you say, our writers do the writing, we present it to you and say, is this what you want to say, Vance? And you're like, well, yeah, here's a couple changes. Okay, boom, you're done. We create the books, we create the covers, we do everything. So I think what stops business owners is the mentality of how much it takes to write a book and I don't have time to sit down and write it. I, and I don't know what to say. Those really are the three big barriers, how much it takes, how to make it happen and what to say. And so they never get it done. They see all their peers doing it or other people in other industries, they just never get it done. My, I talk to prospects every week and the most common thing I hear is, I've been thinking about writing a book for years. Well, let's, let's make it happen and we can get it done in like four to five months. So it's, it's that the overwhelming mountain that's sitting in front of them, they're at the bottom of Pikes Peak looking up going, there's no way you take it in chunks and you have a system and I tell clients, now you gotta understand Vance, we're a book publishing company, right? That's what we do. Never write a book. You should never write a book. You should always 
speak to write your book. And even with Word, Microsoft Word, Google Docs has it now. You can dictate into the computer and it will translate for you and transcribe it for you. Do it that way. I, do, I use that with emails all the time because it's faster to go back and edit what they just transcribed because I can speak so much faster and it's so much easier. So if you're going to write a book, that'd be probably my number one tip. Build a quick outline and then speak your book into Microsoft Word or Google Docs or whatever and get the content out of your head onto some paper and then go back and edit what you just spoke. You'll be a shock. You could get a book created very quickly, especially one like you said, carpet cleaning for pet owners. Wow. Three or four or five chapters and you're done. And you could probably do that. You can have that book created. You know, if you were pretty disciplined by the end of the, uh, in, in the next month, it, it's not rocket science. Don't make it harder than it is. Get it done. And you're so right about simplifying it. I mean, for God's sake, simplify it. I literally wrote that book the exact way you're saying. So there's definitely, if you didn't listen to what Mike just said, speak your book. Um, I wrote the book while I was driving around. This is back when I was still in my carpet cleaning business every day. I had a lot of windshield time. So I literally just turned the phone recording doohickey on to record and I just talked for 20 minutes while I was driving from one job to the next. And after about a week, I had, actually I had to edit it down. I had a lot of content. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it can be done. Nobody can say they don't have time because, you know, it's. Well, it's, it's not, and, and here's, here's where we started our company, three by five cards. And we would talk with a client and we'd say, okay, what are, the, what are the seven biggest questions or most repeated questions you get from prospects? Write each one on a three by five card, turn on the recorder and answer that question. Guess what? Those are seven chapters in your book. There you go. Add an introduction, add a conclusion with a call to action. Voila, you now have your book. It's that simple. It really is. Don't make it complex. So how, you know, without uh, giving away all of your secrets, um, you know, right, right here on the uh, podcast, um, yeah, how does somebody use this stuff? Okay, I got my brochure, I got my book, I got a podcast. Um, now what? Yep, that's great. And that's, that, that's the question that we always get. And so now what? Let's, let's just go through two or three quick strategies, right? So you have your book published, you're, hey, you're gonna put it on your website or create a book landing page just for that book. And now when you do, let's say Facebook marketing, everybody does Facebook marketing, you drive people to that landing page to get a free copy of your book. Okay, two or three things happen right there. Number one, you're gonna give them a, a PDF copy. The thank you page is gonna come up and say, Vance, thanks so much for requesting a PDF copy of my book. It's gonna be in your inbox in a few minutes. Let me, can I just mail you a free copy as a resource? You might wanna underline it or highlight it, keep it around for a while. I'll mail it to you absolutely free. Okay, about 40% of the people that you make that offer to are going to give you the rest of their contact information, which is really valuable. Okay, so that's the first thing. Second thing that's happened is when they hit Facebook pixel on them so that you can retarget them because not everybody coming to that page is going to opt in for that. Oh, but I've got them now so I can retarget them now. And the other thing is your message out on Facebook has now changed. You're not talking about call me for retirement strategies and how to make your money last longer. No, get a free copy of my book that helps you retire safe and secure. You'll never have to worry about money again. Get a free copy of my book messaging change, you're elevating yourself in the mind of the prospect. And when they hit that page, 
three things happen. The third thing that happens, number one, we offer them a, a, a copy of your book, right? Number two, we put a Facebook pics on it. Number three, after that first email goes out with the PDF, you write one email on every chapter of your book, short emails. And you say, hey, in chapter two, I talk about the importance of mitigating the stock market risk. And in my book, we talk about this. Click here, right? And so now you've got an email follow-up sequence that follows up for as long as you really want it to. That's one strategy. We call that Facebook marketing machine because you drive traffic to it and three different things happen. And now you're educating and motivating people. That's one. Referrals. Do most of our customers and clients, do most of us in business like referrals? Say yes. How do you get referrals? Well, here, would you take my business card and hand it to your friend? No, I won't. Thanks. It's awkward. But what about taking your best clients right after advance you've cleaned their carpet and they're going, wow, this looks so good. Smells great. Well, Susie, I am so glad that you allowed us the opportunity to serve you. Would you do me a favor? And she'll always say yes because she's happy. Well, Susie, you probably don't know this, but most of our clients don't come to us through all the advertising you see us do. Most of our clients come to us through our satisfied clients. Would you do me a favor, Susie? And here's three or four copies of my book. Would you just, in the next week, when you're having people over for this big party and, and they're saying th nice things about how well your carpet looks, would you just hand them a copy of my book and say, these are the people we trust with our house, keeping our house clean. Would you just do that for me, Susie? And she'll say, well, yeah, I'd love to do that. Ah, what just happened? You scripted and choreographed a referral, but think about Susie. When her friends come over, she's like, well, you know, my carpet cleaner wrote the book on how to keep my carpet clean with my dogs. It's really, it's got some great information in it. You should read this. It fosters the referrals, which does what? It brings more people into your business at a lower cost and a higher profit margin and they stay longer. And so that's how we get referrals. One more strategy. If, if, if you're thinking about speaking, right? We, everybody wants to be a speaker, be on stage. Well, that's great and that's really important. You can be on stage in small communities or large communities. You know, one of the best ways to be invited to be on stage is to be an author. And so we have a strategy that we teach of how to create what we call your stump speech. So if you're an author, you have a stump speech. We just help you craft it. It can be as short or as long as you want. And then we teach you how to get invited to speak at different venues, locally, nationally, doesn't matter. The system works the same. You put those three, just those three systems, Facebook marketing machine, the referral clone your clients is what we call that, and then how to speak for profit. You put those three systems in your business, you're going you're gonna to start leveraging. We have dozens of systems we teach authors, but those three in particular um, are great for your book. You mentioned podcasts. Great way. Center of influence. Think about, let's just use a, a, a financial advisor, right? He's in a city. He needs business coming into him. He can build centers of influence with estate planning attorneys and just all kinds of people, right? How do you get to them? If you chase them and knock on the door and be a pest, they're going to repel you, right? But what if I called you, so I'm a financial advisor, Vance, you're an estate planning attorney. And I, I want your relationship because you've got clients that I can serve, right? So I call you and say, hey, Vance, I've been following you on Facebook and LinkedIn. I really like what you're doing. Would you be, would you, can I interview you on my podcast? Because I've got clients who really need what you, what you're doing. I'd love for, to expose them to you. Would you, would you be a guest on my podcast, Vance? Yes. I've, I've never had anybody say no when I've invited them to be interviewed on my podcast, Vance. 
Now we open a relationship and then they get a copy of my book. Then we take it to the next. We have an entire strategy around how do you build centers of influence around your community or nation using your profitable podcast because that's how you profit from a podcast. You open up centers of influence who can send you business. That's how we take your credibility and monetize it. We teach you these strategies that are systems. I love, you know, what you teach are systems. We do the exact same thing. And once you put them in place, it's like an evergreen tree. It grows year after year after year. So those are just some of the systems that we teach our clients. So it's great to have credibility as an author and a podcaster. What are you doing with it? How are you going to market that to gain more clients, get more referrals and grow your revenue? That's great stuff. And I mean, right there was, you know, if we were charging a admission, that was worth the price, price of admission right there. Um, yeah. great, great stuff, Mike. Thank, Thank you. you. You're hey, um, you know, we're getting close to uh, the end. Um, one question I always like to ask is, do you have a book? Um, well, I know you have a book. There, <laughs> Which one? Is there a book that had a tremendous amount of influence on you um, that you think uh, our listeners should pick up and take a look at? Absolutely. I've got it right here on my desk. It's not mine, actually. This book changed my life. This is one of the seven or eight books that changed my life. It's called Positioning the Battle for the Mind by Jack Trout now Reese. Probably yep. written 40 years ago. It is a classic. It's the book that helped me understand that the battle I'm fighting is in the mind of the prospect and how to change that. So, Get the book Positioning by Trout and Reese and you'll start understanding why I do what I do and why branding and positioning and authority, all of that is about positioning yourself as the expert, the go-to source in, to your audience. That would be the resource I'd send people to, Vince. Fantastic. Thank you. That's a great one. Um, so, uh, obviously, you probably piqued the interest of a lot of the listeners, um, and they're like, all right, stop talking. How do I get this done? Uh, so, where, where, can, uh, where can the listeners go to learn more about you, uh, building their credibility? Oh, one, I didn't ask you about this. It's the coolest thing you've got on your website. Was this uh, the credibility calculator? That was it. That was okay. it. That's, that's really where I want, to, want people to go because we talk a lot about credibility, but it's really this, this, this thing that's out there that nobody can define it, right? And so what we've done is taken, um, uh, we created the credibilitycalculator.com. And so if, you, if your people go to the credibilitycalculator.com, it's a very simple landing page. It has about 20 questions that when you answer those questions, we will produce for you your credibility score. It takes less than five minutes to get your score. And you're going to know on a scale of zero to 100 what your credibility score is. And that really says, how, do, how does your audience see you as credible or not? And then through a series of emails, we're going we're gonna to teach you how to increase that credibility so that you can position yourself to gain more clients, get more referrals, and grow your revenue. But you got to know what your credibility is. We can talk about it all day long, but it's like, well, what is my credibility? How credible am I? 
and it doesn't have anything to do with the degrees you got in college. Right. Right? Nothing. So go to thecredibilitycalculator.com, take that, and from there, uh, you'll know your credibility score. Obviously, in the emails that follow up, all my contact information is there. I mean, our company's paperbackexpert.com. You can go there, schedule a call with me. We love those. But the credibility calculator is really the first step because you've got to know the starting point. Where are you? Where do you need the most help? And then how do I take incremental steps to build one system at a time and make it make myself more credible in the eyes and mind of my audience because that's all you know your book about carpet cleaning for pet owners if i'm not a pet owner that book's not for me but that's good you've got another book for me but i'm not a pet owner right being credible to your audience the credibilitycalculator.com is where to start great stuff mike uh thanks so much for joining us i mean i i know the listeners are going to get a ton of information um and be able to hopefully do something with it because that is the big thing that I always say, uh, you know, is if you're not going to do something, you're not going to profit. And my tagline is, remember, if you don't implement, you won't profit. I love it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I say if, uh, implement, implementation beat, beats an idea every day. Exactly. So, uh, Mike, uh, thanks so much for being on with us. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, listeners, until next time, this is uh, Vance Morris, the Disney guy. And remember... You won't profit unless you implement. Thanks for listening to the Systematic Magic Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to our website, deliverservicenow.com, so you do not miss a single strategy. Join Vance's crusade to eliminate poor client or patient experiences around the world. Go to deliverservicenow.com right now.